0: Johnson's Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self polishing bow coats present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> say it shines. The first time you use glow coat on your kitchen linoleum. Shines brighter because there's a new glow in Johnson's self-polishing floor wax glow coat. A glow that's more lustrous, far brighter than before. And a beautiful sparkling linoleum gives your whole kitchen a lift, perks it up, makes it prettier. It's easy, too. That's the nice part. You just apply glow coat and leave it. Walk away, go upstairs, do anything you want. Because with no rubbing or buffing, Johnson's glow coat produces its own brilliant luster. Twenty minutes after you've applied it, Glow Coat dries to a coat that's handsome and tough. Your linoleum is protected from grime and still things and easy to clean. You can flick dirt off that smooth Glow Coat finish with a few strokes of a damp cloth. This week, tell your dealer you want Glow Coat. That's Johnson's G-L-O-C-O-A-T, Glow Coat. Enjoy the new glow in this self-polishing floor wax. The glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. When a Davenport needs re-upholstering, most sensible people consult an upholsterer. But the only sensible person living at 79 Whistful Vista is downtown shopping for cover material. Which leaves little you-know-who in the let's-take-it-apart-and-have-a-look department. (laughs) For further information about how not to upholster a Davenport, you are hereby referred to Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Made Davenport Never saw it Without its coat And pants on before Oh, had a little Blue jay And every summer morn He'd fly out In the field And wrap himself Around some corn Oh, the monkey And the coconut My gosh, that must be Molly Only why should she Be ringing the doorbell Maybe she Come in Hi,
2: mister Oh Oh, hi, (laughs) Beanie.
1: Well, come on in. Set a spell.
2: Okay. Gee, what you doing with the sofa, mister? What you doing with it? What you?
1: I'm ripping the cover off it, sis. Mrs. McGee is downtown buying some new material, and when she gets home, I'm going to surprise her and reupholster it myself.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's the
1: matter? You think I can't do it?
2: Oh, no, mister. I bet you if anybody can do it, you can do it, I you. I remember how you fixed my tricycle for me once. I did? You, you did, I betcha. You... Hmm? I says I did. Did
1: what? I fixed your tricycle. When? Once.
2: No, twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay, so I fixed your tricycle twice.
2: I know it. Well. But that's all right. I was tired of that tricycle anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I always was kind of handy with tools, this. And look at the muscle in my right arm. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was developed kind of inadvertent. For the whole seven years I was in high school, I was playing tennis with a 12-pound snowshoe before anybody told me the difference.
3: <laughs>
1: so, you see, a little chore like upholstering at Davenport is a pipe.
2: Boy, it sure looks awful with the stuffing showing, doesn't it, mister? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mr. Hey,
2: what's all that fuzzy stuff around the springs? That's lint, see. is that lint? Sure. Well, that's what my mama gave up candy for. No, no.
1: no that, that was Lent, sis.
2: No, it wasn't. She gave it all away.
1: No, no. I, I don't mean Lent in the sense of somebody borrowing it. I, I mean the Lent in the sense of... Well, better get back to work, sis.
3: Hey,
2: mister. Huh? Did you say, Miss McGee, don't know you're going to upholster this Davenport all by yourself? No, nope, hmm? it's going
1: to be a surprise for her. I... Hey, you going to go, Teamy? What's your hurry?
2: No hurry, mister. Oh? Only after the way you fixed my tricycle, this is going to be the kind of a surprise I just assume I'd just as soon not be here when somebody gets it. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, go <on>. hmm. <laughs> hmm.
1: She's awful young to be so cynical. <laughs> Maybe women are beginning to understand men younger these days. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, better get the rest of this material off. I'll oh, see. Oh, I had a little elephant. I kept him for a pet, but he joined the Foreign Legion because he's trying to forget.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, the donkey and the coconut. Ah, that does it. There we are. Look at that. A Davenport in all its naked glory. <laughs> now, if Molly would only get here with the up. Of...
4: Oh, McGee, I got the most heavenly shade of material for the Davenport. Heavenly days. What are you doing? What happened? <laughs> Surprise.
1: I'm going to recover the Davenport myself, Toothie. Oh, no. Yep.
4: But I thought we decided to call in an upholstery. Ah, uh,
1: that's the easy way. If I do a good job on this, I might work a little upholstery business myself. You can be my partner. What? As one lion said to the other when he threw Daniel into the den, what do you say, kid? Shall we share the profit?
3: <laughs>
4: yes, Mom?
3: Share the
1: profit? It's a pun involving the different meanings of the word profit. You see, P-R-O-P-H-E-T is...
4: funny, McGee. <laughs>
1: that's odd. For five weeks, I've been looking for a spot to throw that gag in, and now you claim it ain't. <laughs> Well, let's see the materials. Now, please. wait
4: a minute. Look, McGee, you can't do this upholstering job yourself. Just look at those springs. Yeah. I haven't seen such a scrambled mess of wire since you fell down the attic stairs with an arm full of coat hangers.
1: <laughs> but uh, I can tie them things down so they'll have more zing than a harpist with a hiccups. <laughs> oh, my gosh, anybody with a brain and a tack hammer could... Come in. Oh, hi, old-timer.
4: Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, kids. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey.
5: What happened to the sofa? Johnny, you fall asleep with a lighted cigar again?
3: (laughs) That, uh... That was
4: a sofa, wasn't it? Yes, and himself here tore the covering off so he could reupholster it. He doesn't know the first thing about it, of course. But after all, what did Fulton know about steamboats?
3: <laughs> now don't worry
1: about me, my friends. I'm strictly the type of guy that you give me a hammer and a roll the Scotch tape, and I'll go around fixing stuff that don't even need it. That's the type of guy that you give me a hammer. <laughs> you a handyman, old timer?
5: Nope. I do it myself, Johnny. I've been a lumberjack, explorer, big game hunter. Big game hunter? Yep. Anything over a two-bit limit.
1: (laughs) I was always a pretty good hunter myself, old-timer. Best wing shot in Peoria. Although a lot of my reputation was due to a mighty fine hunting dog I had, his name was Desk Sergeant. An Irish setter. Oh,
4: I love Irish setters. Yeah. Yeah. What do I mean? I love them. I'm married to one. <laughs> oh, nothing like a good hunting dog, kids.
5: Mighty intelligent critters. I lost a mighty fine retriever up in Oregon last year.
3: Oh. Oh. Well, <laughs> oh,
5: I had him trained so that when I threw a stick in the water, he'd go and fetch it without me. I say I had him crane so that when I... <laughs> well, I can't get a straight line into the west. <laughs> I had him crane so when I threw a stick in the water, he'd go fetch it without me saying a word. You tell. But up in Oregon we passed a lumber camp, and when my dog seen him dumping logs into the river, he broke his little heart trying to haul him out again. <laughs> the
1: old dog I had when I was a cook out of a tobacco plantation. A dog on a tobacco plantation? Spits, I presume.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: nope. Beagle.
3: <laughs>
5: a cup of mine cut all the rabbits for me. Oh,
4: did you use a lot of rabbits? Just the feet, daughter.
5: The feet? Yep. Every day at one o'clock I'd cook up a batch of rabbit's foot mulligan. We called it Lucky Stew.
3: Lucky Stew, <laughs> huh?
5: Yep. There was a saying among the tobacco pickers... With men who know tobacco pest, it's lucky stew to one.
3: <laughs> well, so long, kid.
1: Lucky well, I think he's inclined to exaggerate a little, you know what? Yeah. Well, hand me my scotch tape, kid, on the tack camera. I got work to do. I got <laughs>
0: L's the orchestra and little girls.
1: Ah, well, there we are, Molly. All done. I must say you did a good job of sewing, too, kiddo. Thank
4: you. Thank you. That
1: material fits that davenport like the skin on a weenie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the admiration is mutual, Diddy. How you ever got those springs tied down with fish line and scotch tape, I'll never know. You think they'll hold?
1: Oh, why, Snooky? Them springs are tighter than a $40 girdle after a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> Bounce up and down. Try them out. No,
4: thanks. You try
1: it. Boy, certainly. I got faith in my own handiwork, even if you haven't.
4: Watch. Oh. Ow! <laughs> oh, I'm stabbed. My goodness. That spring punched a hole clear through the cushion. Yeah. Well,
1: that just shows what a good job I done tying them down. If they hadn't been tied so tight, they couldn't have sprung up so hard.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, my back. Am I bleeding?
4: No. No, dear. You just ripped the back of your vest a little. However, if you'd have been sitting back a little farther. Come in. Oh, McGee, it's Dr. Gamble. Come in, doctor.
6: Thank you, my dear. Hello, poop squawk. (laughs) Poop squawk? Yeah, that's an elderly (laughs) pipsqueak. Tell me, why are you rubbing your back? Dislocated vertebra, trying to fasten your thirty cent suspenders.
4: He sat down on the davenport, and the spring stabbed him, doctor. And after he'd spent several hours retying and upholstering it too.
1: I don't know how that spring ever busted loose, too, either. I tied him down with my best tapered fish line and some Scotch tape, right fresh from Kramer's drugstore. I'll admit I never opened up a davenport before, but you know me—I'll try anything once. Anything? Yes. Have you ever thought of Harakiri, my boy? Is he an upholster? <laughs>
3: Skip
4: it. Personally, I thought we ought to have the Davenport done by an upholster, Doctor, but you know himself here when he gets his mind made up.
6: Well, a flophouse bed gets made up oftener and better than his cluttered little mind.
4: <laughs> oh,
6: yeah. Well, just for your
1: information, revenue cutter,
4: it ain't often
1: I go wrong on any little job around the house. Who was it installed all our new electrical outlets?
4: Yes, and who was it that immediately plugged in the waffle iron and got Hildegard? Hildegard! <laughs> i Hildegard singing, and there I stood with my piccolo.
6: Uh, there I stood with my piccolo is not a song. It's a book by Meredith Wilson. Very amusing. Too. Since when has Meredith Wilson been singing for Hildegard? She does her own singing. She... Probably
4: for you, doctor. Probably.
6: That office nurse of mine would track me down if I was crossing the China Sea in a lobster pot.
4: <laughs>
6: I have about as much private life as a private.
4: Well, answer it.
6: Okay. Hello, Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mrs. Clatterhatch.
4: Oh, her again.
6: Don't sneer at any of Doc's
1: customers, kiddo. They stand by him through thick and thick. Nobody can remember when he was thin.
6: (laughs) Uh, What was that, Mrs. Clatterhatch? He got what in it? Well, that's very unusual. Tell him to glue his hand to a flat board, and I'll stop by on my way home and take a look at it. Okay, Mrs. Clatterhatch. Ooh, his hand to a flat board. What did he get in his hand, Doctor? Thirteen spades, playing bridge. <laughs> good day, my dear. So long, Chalapus. So long.
1: <laughs> ah, good old Doc. I don't know what the medical profession would do without him, but I'll bet they'd welcome some suggestions.
4: I have a suggestion myself. Let's get this Davenport
1: fixed. Okay, now all I have to do is tuck this spring back in. I'll get in there with some more scotch tape and have... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Well, new sofa, old top? No, old sofa, new top.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: I haven't used that one for a long time.
4: (laughs) How's
1: everything with you, Mr. Wilcox? Fine, thanks, Molly. Hey, who did the upholstery job? We did. That is, Molly bought the material and run up the cover, and I tied the springs and kind of assembled the production. Try it, son. Sit right there in the middle of it. All right. But
0: I just stopped by to tell you that Johnson's glow...
4: What's the matter, Mr. Wilcox? Said she full of girlish innocence, which was not very convincing.
0: Look, pal, what did you tie those springs down with, macaroni? I just got jabbed in the hip like I'd backed into a unicorn. Gee, I'm sorry, Junior. I thought I had them in there pretty solid. One of them come loose, did it? Loose? You must have an Indian under there with a bow and arrow. Oh, I'll bet I'm the first ventilated salesman Johnson's wife's ever had. What were you going to say when you
1: started to sit down, Junior? Something about glow.
4: Uh, To me, it sounded more like glow. Please, please.
0: (laughs) After all, there are some things we shouldn't joke about, like politics and the product.
4: I'd just love to hear you talk about the product, Mr. Wilcox. You get such a soulful look in your eyes.
0: Yes, Junior. Every
1: time you speak of the product. <laughs> you kind of lower your voice and your hands tremble and you stand there like Brigham Young looking for a spot to build the Salt Lake City Hall. <laughs> By, uh,
4: the product, Mr. Wilcox, I presume you mean...
0: Yes, Glow Coat, Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat, the floor polish with the new glow, the added glow that makes linoleum more impervious than ever to dust, dirt, and dampness and gives it brighter luster than ever before. It's so easy to apply because you just pour it out, spread it around, let it dry. Oh, and by the way, this glow coat with the new glow comes in the same old familiar container. No change on the outside, but inside, that new glow coat... Oh, this hurts. Why don't you let somebody do your upholstering that knows how? Are you inferring, waxy? Yes, I am. I
4: agree with you, Mr. Wilcox. Who is a good upholsterer in town?
0: My cousin, Big Overstuffed Wilcox. <laughs> Fourteenth and Oak Street. Tell him I sent you. If I do, will he give me a discount? No, he hates me, so he'll give you a very dirty deal. (laughs) Which is all right with me after what you put me through. Or rather, what you put through me. So long,
3: (laughs)
4: he's right, McGee. We better get this redone by a professional. After all, we can't have all our friends stuck full of our furniture.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right, kiddo. Well, who we talk to about it?
4: days, I don't know. Mrs. Toops always goes to Louis the 14th Street Furniture Man. She says he's very good at repairing.
1: Well, that's for me, then. Louis the 14th Street Furniture Man. If we get a theatrical rate on account of me using to be in vaudeville...
4: On account of you what?
1: Using to be in vaudeville. (laughs) (laughs) Why, you know I used to be in vaudeville. So if I get a discount on account, on account of using to be in vaudeville, I don't see what...
4: Where... Come in. Using to be in Borderville. No. Oh, hello there, Mr. Mayor. Oh, hi, LaTrip, old man. How's everything? Fine, thank you. Uh, how are you, Maureen? Oh, splendid, Mr. Mayor. Say, do you know of a good upholster? Well, now, let
6: me see. I think the best man in town is Louis the 14th Street furniture man. I happen to remember the name because the city council was arguing about maintenance expenses in the city hall just last night. Oh? Half the council wanted to hold up the appropriation, the other half voted to pass it. Who lost? Oh, we compromised. Oh? I'm always the peacemaker, you know, so I kept trying to strike a happy medium.
4: What was she doing at a council meeting?
1: (laughs) Who? That medium. The happy one you kept trying to hit.
4: (laughs)
6: Oh, don't be silly! I didn't actually hit anybody. I, I don't to...
4: understand why you kept trying to hit her. Uh, what'd she do? <laughs> Warn you about a dark candidate crossing your path?
6: I tell you, I didn't try to hit anybody. The happy medium, I mean. She
4: must like... be a
1: wonderful woman to stay happy with politicians taking swings <laughs> at. You better be careful. She don't turn around sometime and slug somebody with her crystal ball. She doesn't use a crystal slug, huh?
5: Crystal ball.
3: Look who!
1: Oh. I merely said that I was trying to strike a happy medium. You
5: and me.
3: Oh
4: please, Mister Mayor. Please now. Let I... us not shout at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly day. After all, we know you well enough to know that any time you take a poke at the fortune teller, she certainly has it coming. <laughs>
1: Darn right, boy. Those doggone stargazers can be pretty exasperating. I almost slugged one of them myself once when she told me I
5: tell I... you, I did not take a star to poke, Gator. Why did I stop a sluggy medium? A struck-a-slappy fortune teller, yeah. Crystal slugger? Yeah. Look! We have no map of Come here, Happy crystal. fortune smellers! <laughs> Killers! <laughs> I didn't get anybody. Uh-huh. You were the one. Uh-huh. I was with <laughs> you, little kid. You were the one. That... <laughs> I touched <couldn't>... You <laughs>
6: with you is that you think you're as clever as all get out. All what? Get out. Okay. (laughs) Well, now that he's gone, maybe we can have a more rational discussion.
4: Certainly.
6: Sit
4: down, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Uh, No, not there on the (laughs) dashboard. Hey,
1: why should I get out? I live here. (laughs)
4: Well,
1: I'm glad I don't have to. Good day. Hey, wait a minute, boy.
4: We'll ride downtown with you. Yes, you you can drop us off at the upholstery.
0: The King's Men and Shine On Harvest Moon.
1: Down the street, Molly. Louis, the Fourteenth Street furniture man.
4: That's it. I hope it isn't too expensive. Now, as
1: long as the guy does good work, I don't care what it costs, as long as it's cheap. (laughs) You know me, quality.
7: Oh boy, there's Wally Wimple. Hi, Wimple. Hello,
4: Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. (laughs) You're looking for a
7: place to vote, Mr. McGee. You're just a week late because. Uh Oh, don't worry, Wimple. We voted all. Yes,
4: indeed. Say, how'd you like the election this time, Mr. Wimple?
7: Oh, I thought it was simply peachy, Mrs. McGee. We went down early and Sweetie Face gave me... Oh, Mr. Wimple? Sweetie Face, that's my big old... Oh, that one.
4: Yes.
7: (laughs) Hey, Sweetie Face gave me a sample ballot to show me how she wanted me to vote because they wouldn't let her come in the voting booth with me. Oh,
4: I should say not. That's one place even your wife can't
7: go with you. I know. And I loved every minute of it. (laughs) I'd be there yet if they hadn't flushed me out when they closed the polls at seven o'clock.
3: Well,
7: how'd you vote, Wimp?
1: Like your wife told you to?
7: <laughs> Wouldn't she like to know? <laughs> He's not going to intimidate me, no, sir. Good for you. Not when I'm in a voting booth with a door
4: locked.
7: <laughs> Mr. McGee, did you ever hear of Basil B. Bainbridge, the secretary of the Basil Bainbridge branch of the Black Bay Bird No.
1: Can't say that I
7: have, Wimp. Why? He got one right in vote for president.
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh, I really made my ballot count this time. So long, folks. So long, Wimp.
3: <laughs> now, come on, Miles.
1: Let's get in the furniture shop before somebody else stops us. Well...
4: Look at the beautiful furniture in here, Miss.
1: Yeah, this guy's as good as they say he is. I should have let you talk me into having you call him in the first place and save my scotch tape in the second place.
4: Well, far be it for me to say I told you so, sweetheart, but I told you so, yes. sweetheart. Oh, look, this must be Mr. Louie coming here. Hello, Mr. McGee, Mrs. McGee, glad to see you. Well, how do you do, I'm
1: sure. Aye, but hey, how'd you know our name? Dr. Gamble told me you were
6: upholstering your own Davenport this afternoon. Oh, I usually allow three to four hours after that before the customer breaks down and comes in. (laughs) You're three and a half
1: minutes late.
4: Well, uh, we stopped by to talk to Mr. Wimple, sir.
1: Yeah, we're sorry, but let's get down to brass tacks. Now, we'd like to look over some of your work before we make a deal, of course. Naturally. Here are samples of my work all around you, sir. There's a Davenport I've just finished for Mrs. McDonald. She's the president of the Third National Bank's wife.
3: (laughs) That's the
1: kind of a job I want, bud. No lumps.
3: The
1: <laughs> only trouble I had was some of the springs wouldn't stay down. I used <laughs> enough scotch tape to hold the super cheap. Well, to it's just a matter of know-how, Mr. McGee. Yeah. When you've been at it as long as I have, it's quite simple. Yeah. But sit down there and try that, Davenport. Go on, bounce around. Go on ahead, McGee. Go on. Okay. Ah, this is perfect. Oh, these springs are wonderful. This is the way I want ours to be, bud.
3: <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Don't
1: worry, don't worry. I'll fix that. Uh, Uh, Hand me that roll of scotch tape over there, Mrs. McGee. Uh, A little more
3: scotch uh, tape. Oh, is (laughs) (laughs) ridiculous.
0: Let me ask you, what part of your kitchen has the shiniest surface? Your refrigerator, maybe? Maybe your stove? Well, in case your linoleum doesn't quite stack up, here's the tonic that'll make it sparkle, too. Apply Johnson's self-polishing floor wax glow coat to that linoleum of yours you'll see that it takes on a more brilliant finish without any help from you. Glowcoat shines as it dries and shines brighter because there's a new glow in Glowcoat. A sparkling glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. And that Glowcoat finish, so glossy to look at, is tough. Forms a hard protective coat over your linoleum. Helps prevent damage from spilled things. And, of course, when your linoleum does get dusty, a few strokes with the damp cloth will bring back its luster. Try Glowcoat yourself. That's the way to tell. Use it tomorrow and watch that new glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. Tell your dealer you want Johnson's self-polishing floor wax, glow coat.
4: McGee, there's a man outside with some more election jokes.
1: Oh, tell him to come back later.
4: How much later?
1: About four years.
4: All right. Good night, Good night all. <laughs>
0: The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self Blow Blowcoat, Racing, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, I bring you Sybil McGee and Molly each week at this time, and Fred Waring on Monday and Wednesday morning. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night! This is
5: NBC, the national broadcasting company.